No Catch Up Chicago. What's up, my people? You are listening to No Catch Up Chicago. We focus on Chicago news first and everything else second. Weekly, the No Catch Up Chicago gang talks Chicago sports, culture, and avoids cornballs by any means necessary. It's done for Chicago and by Chicago. Listen up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quick's in the building. Yo. No oh. victory Tuesday, no loss Tuesday. None of Tuesday. that, no just loss. Just a regular Tuesday. Just a regular. We're going to chop it up today. Let's I'm excited. I'm excited about today, man. It's like, like We had almost... a lot of fun with the Bears season, but it was serious there for a while. Right. We're going to have some fun. So for those of y'all that haven't been rocking with us for a long time, um, we're going to kind of throw it around a little bit today, have a little bit of fun, you know, not as serious, and uh, just kind of chop it up, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. All day. The no catch up Chicago way. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? <laughs> Yo, I tell you, I was driving home today. Quick side story. Yeah. Tell me if this has ever happened to you before. I was driving home. I was driving down Golf Road and I almost hit a deer. Like the Never. deer was five feet away from my car. I caught him at the last minute, slowed down, and he got across the street. But uh, I almost hit a deer today on the drive, man. So, you know. We dodge, hear that. Dodge the bullet. Dodge the bullet. Dodge the buck. That would have just been, you know what I'm saying? You'd have had to, you'd probably did some big damage to the deer. I might have caught and a your deer car would have been, yeah, and your yeah. car would have, yeah, that's just all bad. He didn't have no antlers, bad. so it wasn't going to come through and stab me. Still but yeah, all bad, good. It would have been all bad. All bad. Wouldn't have had no show tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All so bad. shout out to the deer for getting across the street in time. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yep. Live to see another day. The Bears hired Chuck Pagano as a defensive coordinator. Yes, sir. Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy closed the, bull, or the Bears season with their end-of-the-year press conference. Awesome presser. I thought it was great. Loved it. Loved Nagy. We're going to break that down. They touch on Kareem Hunt. They touch on uh, Cody Parkey. We're going to touch mm-hmm. all that, kind of our thoughts with Pagano and going into the new year. NFL championship weekend. Love it. NFC, AFC champ. I enjoy this more than the Super Bowl because I yeah. get back-to-back games. Yeah. Um, The Super Bowl is a lot of rah-rah spectacle. It takes like eight hours. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot, right? Yeah. This is like the last weekend of – Pure football where it's like, let's go. Let's keep it real. By the second half of the Super Bowl, you're pretty loose anyway. It's usually yeah. a party. Like, yeah, it's not like your it's squad. You're like, party. I don't really care. I'm just there to party, <laughs> eat some wings, and kick it. Where are my are – my, did my squares hit? Yeah, exactly. Like, did I hit my exactly. shit? Did I hit exactly. my numbers? Yeah, like, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we're going to talk about the NBA. The Bulls play tonight, play the Lakers. We're not going to touch on the Bulls too much because – to be honest, there's a lot of other more positive stuff we could talk about. So we wanted to have fun today, we right? We wanted to have fun today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to talk about Jim Boylan getting an extension. Hey, newsflash, the Bulls are a mess. There you go. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to close this show with a segment that <clears throat> there's been so much crazy shit going on. The segment's called What the Fuck is Going On? Like, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna pull up some clips. We're going to look at pictures on the internet just all the stuff that's going on where they're just head scratchers like what is like what's the deal what, what's, what's going good on here? what's, what's, what's what we're trying to accomplish yeah that? man so yeah that's what we're gonna close it out with it's gonna be a fun show what's going on nothing much man i just told you almost almost killed a deer yeah just had some venison <laughs> you was almost locked and loaded locked and loaded on the jerky on the jerky we, nah, um, other than that man it's all good you know yo shout out sports bros on the chat shout out yosha bro on the chat what up? Um, yeah, man, everything is good. We kicked it on Friday night, or is that yeah. Saturday night? I don't know. I think it was Friday. Little art show. Shout yeah. out AJ, Colin, uh-huh. Brett, Angela. Yep. 
for their uh, their pieces. It was dope. Yeah, it was we, I got dope. to saw a lot of people. I got to see a lot of people I, didn't, I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, super dope spot. Yeah, yeah, it was up in the suburbs, so I caught some Peter in and shit. Yeah, it yeah, was you cool. Got, you got the Peter in. Got the Did Peter you end up going on. out afterwards or nah? Nah, no shot. Nah, no shot. I was no, at the crib. No shot. No shot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at the crib. So yeah, it was cool. we ended up going out the, uh, on Sunday for uh, AJ and Kevo's birthday. Yeah, did you go? Uh, yeah, Bro, did I meant so to go out. We went to it. this spot. It was some little Irish bar. You, you know the deal. Um, it was decent though. Yeah. Um, but then AJ put us on to the seafood spot. Um, called the Half Shell. Have you been there before? It's called the Half it's Shell? It's called the Half Shell. So no. it's like this little, uh, kind of like a dive bar almost, but they serve up like seafood. So they serve up like crab legs, lobster, all that shit, right? So uh, he took us over there, man. I got the king crabs. I got the snow crabs. Did the whole the whole thing, man. So it was awesome. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out that place, it's called the Half Shell. I don't know where it is. Somewhere on the northwest side. Super fire. If you like the crab legs, you get a whole bunch of crab legs and snow crab for like 30 bucks. So much food. Okay, fire. Word. It was a good time, man. Yeah, nice little vibe. Yeah, I can rock with Fire that. a little garlic butter sauce. You know what I'm saying? Decent. Yes, sir. Hey, shout out my guy Mike Tap on the chat live from New York. Eat more plants, man. My guy Tap is a vegan now. And, oh, and uh, vegan lifestyle. his whole life is, is he, he lives a perfect life now. So. He's on that plant-based life? He plant-based life, perfect life. He stretches like real, four or five real, hours real a New day. York, uh, real he New stretches York and does handstands and shit now. So he's all good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Terrell McCarter, my guy Jay, what up? Um, let's jump into it. Yeah. Like you said, the Bears presser was awesome. Yeah. Um. The biggest news recently from the Bears, we obviously know what happened with Vic Fangio. The uh, the Bears sign or add, you could say, defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. Yep. If you don't know Chuck Pagano, mostly a defensive guy, but his, his last gig in the league was head coach of the Colts. Yeah. If you remember uh, Pagano, Chuck Strong. Yeah. He had cancer, and, and he uh, – had a ton of support. They kind of rallied around him. They had the yeah. year where he was out, where Bruce Arians took over, and yeah. Yeah, he came back. Everything was gravy. Yeah. So uh, he won a good amount of games on his early, that front half of the Colts, and then at, towards and then the end, they kind of tailed off. Luck I hurt. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about the hire, and Love what it. were your initial thoughts when uh, it happened? Love it. I think this is the perfect hire for Nagy. Um, I think if you look at what Nagy wanted to do, same reason why he wanted to keep Vic Fangio, right? Matt Nagy is an offensive head coach, right? So I think he wants to bring in a guy that can command the defensive room and just take care of that side of the ball, um, as opposed to bringing up like a new coordinator, like uh, who is the guy that they want, uh, the, the linebackers coach? Or, uh, Donatel. Donatel, right? Yeah. Bringing up a newer guy um, into that role where he might have to monitor somebody. Secondary think, coach, yeah. Yeah, I think he just wants to leave, have somebody run the defense for him, have somebody who's a commanding presence run that defense. Obviously, Pagano's been a head coach. And if you look at that, that's kind of the trend with these offensive-minded uh, head coaches that we're hiring, right? McVay hired... Wade Phillips, right, former uh, defensive or former head coach of the Cowboys. You look at some of these hires. Um, you know, Wilkes is getting a job. Some of these other guys, right? You bring in these guys if you're these offensive centric head coaches to run the defense, and you kind of leave those guys alone. You let them do their thing, and he can focus on the offense. So I love that move, right? The least involvement that he had, less involvement he has with the defense, the better, in my opinion, because again, he's an offensive head coach. His number one job is to keep developing Mitch Trubisky, keep developing this offense, and the less time he has to spend with the defense, the more time he can do that. Chuck uh, Pagano's a proven commodity. People know him. The players are going to respect him. He's going to come in with a lot of, you know, name to him, and people are going to respect that. So I, I love the move. 
I love the move. I think it was more about, I'm not even looking at schemes or anything like that. It was, to me, it was really about that personality, right? You knew Vic Fangio was in charge. Y'all got your room over there. I'm going to go over here and kick it with the backs of receivers and all that. So I love that move for Pagano. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love the hire purely off of what I said earlier. I don't know if you guys caught, some people listening and probably caught uh, my last episode of A Little Rant. Mm -hmm. I talked about what I wanted to see out of the D coordinator was just keeping those guys together. Yeah. More than anything, those guys need to continue to play for each other and try to make plays for each other. Right. I hate to bring up the Eagles, but, like, that's the kind of thing you see from defenses that are playing well at the time. Like, the Eagles aren't a good defense. No. But they, they started playing together down the stretch when that, that whole ski mask thing came into play. We're the underdogs. Right. They start playing for each other, right? I think that whole thing with the, the Bears. Former head coach is their defensive coordinator. Yes. And I think the, the biggest thing for the Bears going into 2019, yep. it's not about schemes. It's not about that. No. Because I want to I drill this as much as I can. I'm a firm believer that talent is going gonna, is gonna to overtake any scheme. If you put a good scheme with good talent, then you get a defense like we had this year, right? I'm not worried about those guys like getting overwhelmed, learning a new scheme. Their instincts and them being big-time defensive players are going to – to me, talent's more important than the scheme. And schematically, how much is he going to change? You know, Obviously, he's going to come in there. He's going to bring his wrinkles, right? But this defense was built – the way Pace built this defense is for a certain style of defense, right? So he's not going to come in and flip us to a 43 or something crazy like that, right? He's going to add his wrinkles, add his insights and things that he knows from being in the league the last seven or eight years. But, you know, for him, what a situation. Hey, man, you come in, coach a defense with Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. Like, they're all lined up for you, right? All you got to come and do is put in a good scheme or take the scheme that we already had, tweak it a little bit. You know, one thing that, uh, that they were talking about on the radio is the Bears had like a team league high 26 picks last year, right? Obviously, that's not going to happen next year. So as fans, if you look at the number at the end of the year and we have 20 picks, like, yo, you know, we're not going to sit around and be like, oh, the defense got worse. It was just they were playing out of their minds last year. But like you said, keep that continuity, keep coaching them, keep them accountable, and be that that force in there. You know, I, I can't un overstate how much, you know, it's good for Nagy to kind of keep him and have another voice in there that can lead that defense so that it's not him. Because I don't think he's kind of that 360 head coach yet, right? Um, where he's controlling both sides of the ball. I don't so. think you ever want the 360 head coach. Unless you, well, you I can luck out. That, I like, don't think that shit ever works. Yeah, I mean, you can luck out. It. Well, even like 360, like the 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 over domineering coach, like a Bill Belichick, right? I mean, I understand he's like the peak example of coaching, right? But like those type guys who are probably touching both sides of the ball and it's their show, his way or the highway. I don't think Nagy's that type of guy. Um, you know, he's more of an innovator and you know a players type coach. So you need you need a Pagano in there because you do need a strong voice for that defensive room. Those guys, their heads are going to be big when they come in the locker room next year. Someone got to keep that even. It's a good point. Someone who's been in the league for a while. Yeah. And they weren't pulling that shit on Vic, and they probably won't pull it on Chuck. And we can't understand also that Chuck is a player's coach. The players in Indy loved him. That's why he kept his job so long. I've never, first off, since we're talking about it's more about keeping the boys together than scheme. I haven't heard a thing about scheme when no. talking about Chuck Pagano. All I hear about is how great of a person he is. He evaluates talent very well. But it's it's all about how much everyone loves him, how much he gets along with his players, how much he, he gives players input. 
And can read, he hold them accountable? Yeah, I read the article on The Athletic with Ed Reed talking about how, you know, he coached him at Miami. Yeah. Then coached him uh, at Baltimore. in Baltimore. And how he would bring him, T-Sizzle Suggs, Ray Lewis into meetings. And they would kind of collaborate on different things. Yeah. It wasn't like a... He's very connected with the players, and I think I think that's exactly what we need. Now, to play a little devil's advocate, I don't know how strong schematically Chuck Pagano is. Hear me out. If I remember what I read correctly earlier, he's only you know he's only been a defensive coordinator one for one year. 2011 in Baltimore. Then he got a head coaching job after that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was a lot of secondary jobs, uh, kind of bouncing around the league. Like I said, he was in Miami for a little bit doing that type of stuff. And I was looking at some of these Colts defenses, and they weren't all that stiff, bro. But you feel me? Hold, on. I can, I'm gonna bring them up. Pull me right. up, man. We ain't got to get to the '80s and all that stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna keep it more recent. You don't want nobody out Juice, as a Boise man. State linebacker. As you can see. Secondary coach in Baltimore. That's when Baltimore had them boys. Yeah. And then we get down to when he was a defensive coordinator in 2011. They were solid. But I'm going to go through each of these. So he gets a head coaching job. He's installing his D coordinator, his systems, et cetera, et cetera. Look at some of these Colt squads on defense. 18th in the league, 22 points per game in 2012. Mm-hmm. 2013, kind of the same thing. Ninth in the league, giving up 21 points a game, right? Giving up 23 points a game in 2014. 2015, he gives up 25 and a half points a game. Yeah. But to your point, what was the talent like on those on those Colts teams? Because at that point, they were heavily trying to build around luck. Yeah, and they were heavily, and I understand that. But for you to be a defensive guy, and the reason you got this head coaching job is because you're a ringer on defense. Yeah, it wasn't for he had Bruce Arians, so definitely right. wasn't for offense. And you're a ringer on defense. Yeah, and you're a good and you're a good evaluator of talent. That's not very encouraging. That I go through all these defenses and they was getting rolled over for True. the most part. Yeah. So, but we don't know the ins and outs of it. Was he coaching the D? What was going very, on? And that I mean, true. he was a head coach. Very true. Yeah, very true. But more times than not, when a defensive head coach. When Matt Nagy came over to us, what happened to our offense? Yeah, obviously we got better right. at offense. Yeah, for sure. You feel what I'm saying? 100%. So I thought that was interesting that the what I'm hearing the most is about how great of a guy Chuck Pagano is. Yeah. Not how great he runs defense. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I think our talent is so elite that I don't I'm not too worried about schemes and and in coaching, I'm worried about them staying together and them and them having a coach where Khalil can come in and be like, this is how I feel about this. Eddie's like, hey, this is how I feel about this is what I'm seeing in the secondary. And him and him absorbing that and being able to work with them instead of this is the scheme, this is how we have to do it, this is how I'm this, I'm that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean he also needs to be strong schematically. I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah, being a great guy and all that, it's wonderful, but I mean he he does need to have a good scheme. So I'm not gonna completely say like, oh, we have talent and they're just gonna march eleven guys and they're gonna hold people to fifteen points per game. Like, no, you need a scheme. Vic Fangio got a head coaching job for a reason. His schemes were strong. The positions that he put players in allowed them to succeed. And he developed the younger talent. 
All that stuff's important. So if Pacano's not able to do that, and again, we just talked last week, what do we want to see from the Bears? Hey, draft some some depth, right? So he's going to be responsible for developing those guys and putting them into a scheme that's going to allow them to excel. So I, I kind of disagree. I think the scheme is really important. Talent is one thing in the NFL, but look, man, there's a reason they have six-hour defensive meetings and you break down film all day. You are trying to find an angle and an edge, and good coaches find that angle and that edge, and they apply it to a scheme. So it does matter. He can't just go in there and be like, I love you guys. Let's go out and play football and think it's all going to matter. Like, he needs to put together a good scheme. Um, so that I think that that's important. For sure that's important. What I'm saying is the talent – that we have can maybe mask some of n- not a phenomenal scheme. Sure. When you get a phenomenal scheme and phenomenal talent. You had it last year. You have it last year. Yeah. Or, or you have some right. of those defenses I named in the my last pod. Right. The, the, the Tampa 2 Bucks, the 2002. They're running in a, 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 that ridiculous cover 2 scheme yeah. with Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derek Brooks. And when you get dumb defensive coordinators, you have the wide nine. Right. Remember when Philly was running that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm saying is the scheme is important, but I'd rather be talented and have an okay scheme than have a great scheme and mm, whatever talent. I think I think, it, I think I, to I, win a championship, you need a combination of both. I mean, if you look at – okay, so look at it like this. I mean, you have plenty of great offensive players on – look at a team like Atlanta. Off, just talent just all over the place. You walk in that locker room – there's a $100 million quarterback. There's two good running backs. There's a stud wide receiver. You go to the defensive side of the ball. There's some players over here and some players over there. What can't they do? They, but they cannot win ball games. So you can have all the talent in the world, but there's obviously some, a team like that. There's something wrong with their scheme, right? Whatever they're trying to do is not putting all this talent in the position to win. So bad coaching can affect talent 100%. Fair. I just think talent's more important than the scheme, in sure. my opinion. Well, you need talent to win. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So that'll be something to look to because the more I hear about Pagano, I understand he's a great dude and he's a yeah. people person and all that. And it, you even heard it in the presser, which we're about to get into right now from Pace. They asked him about Pagano. He's like, great guy. You're a hell of a guy. Uh, that's basically what I, he said. I have a beer with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, great guy, uh-huh. a, a great people person, evaluates talent. Um, it wasn't like this dude is wild right. on the X's and O's and, know, and knows what time it is across the board. He's been a defensive coordinator one year. Yeah. We'll see what we'll, – But that's something to keep an eye on, yeah. especially coming off of Vic Fangio. But, again, like I said, man, the biggest thing that I like about it is the fact that he's going to be able to command that defensive side of the huddle without Nagy having to feel like he needs to do too much. Oh, yeah. Which frees up the time for Nagy to he's continue to work on Trubisky, which is number paramount. one, ground zero, what we need to do. He's going to be able to do his thing. Yep. No doubt. 100%. Excited. The presser – I don't know, what, what do you call it? The end of the 2018 season review? Well, an interview. For yeah, the, for the but media. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And you know what's funny about it is I, it's I'm kind of it's kind of wild they get a full week until they have to kind of sit down. Like Pace didn't have to talk to anybody for a week. Well, they got to do exit interviews and shit for the players. I said a week. Hey, I mean. Hey, I said, hey. A, I said a week, They got to close up team business, Hey, man. I, I get it. But that, like, it'd be interesting if you gave the players, like, a day. You're, you got the mics in people's face right after the game. Like, Pace is 
I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not. It's just but interesting. See, I didn't is, realize that he. They didn't have. They, they didn't talk to the the media for a whole week. This is something I think they plan out though. So you sit no, down and you saying. plan out. The, yeah. I mean, it's an hour and a half or something like that. So yeah, it's not it like, like when you, you ask the yeah. players, it's like ten minutes. Hey, I'm I'm getting out of here. I'm going to, I'm going to Cabo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. The coaches are sitting down. They're giving you because the media is going to want to know. Okay, we want a recap of this season. We want to know off season plans, and we want to know what the what's happening next year this time. So in order to put all that together, and you don't want to get up there and sound like a dumbass, especially with this being Nagy's first one, I, I don't mind the week. I'd rather have him have a week to be thoughtful and unemotional yeah, than get him on, on Monday. I agree. I just didn't realize like that, that's, that it was that that's, very, that's very fortunate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You get to plan out exactly yeah. what you're going to say. Yeah, of course. You know what it's questions nice. are coming. It's just Wouldn't be nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. super nice to no, just no be able to. No mic in your phone. How do you yeah, feel? Exactly. <laughs> But then we want to rip up yeah. Cam Newton for not feel, being. Is, is Parky going? Hey, pa- Ryan, is Parky going to be on the team next but then, year? But then it's they like, want to rip up Cam Newton for not being enthusiastic after a Super Bowl loss. Right. Exactly. What was he supposed it's, to it's say? Fortunate. It's fortunate. Yeah, that's, it is that's, fortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. That's how I'm going to keep. We it. We can only all be so lucky. The biggest things they touched on in the presser were Pagano hiring, which we just talked about, and then uh, Cody Parky and the Today Show. Yeah. And uh, the possibility of Kareem Hunt being added to the Bears roster. Um, how did you feel? Ab- Listen, this is the I'm going to tell you this right now. This is the last time I will talk about Cody Parkey in my entire life. I will I, That dude's name will not come up. This is what Sean wants you guys yo, to do for him. No, this, this dude's Cheer name. Cheer him on. Go this, Cody. This dude's name will not come up ever again. I'm tired of hearing about this dude, but I, we do need to address this today. That's, that's your boy we need to cheer. Yeah, before I touch on that real quick, just on the press conference, I just wanted to say, and I don't know if you felt this when you were listening to it, Matt Nagy is fired up. He's excited. I love the energy that he, before we talk about what he said, love the energy that he brought. He said multiple times, I can't wait to get back in the building next year. You know, um, I love the energy that he bought on that. So I, I just want to say that real quick because I, I was really excited Listening to his press bro, conference. I've been that on dude, Maggie, bro. That, that dude, boy got that. But I got that sauce, bro. I didn't love his press conference in the beginning of the year. Remember, I told you that I just thought he was he was like almost scared to criticize Mitch, which I guess I kind of get. He was That's trying to kind of bring dog. him along. That's his boy. That's yeah. his boy. But um, I just loved his energy yesterday, man. I mean, I thought that he he brought it in that press conference. Oh, yeah. and I just I feel like he's excited and like it's not bullshit. Like the dude is genuinely excited to be the coach of Chicago Bears. With that being said, um, the Cody Parkey thing. I agree with it 100%. They told you everything you need to know about how they felt about what he did. He said, we like to do we things here, not me things. And that was not a uh, that was not a we thing. Yeah, I'm right? about to play that clip right now. Pull me up real quick, Aaron. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was, uh, for the life of me, I can't understand what he was trying to accomplish by doing that. If I was one of his te- ex-teammates, soon-to-be ex-teammates, you know, I'm smacking the guy. This is uh, Cody Parkey from the presser. Or, excuse me, Matt Nagy on Cody Parkey going on the Today Show from the end of the year press conference. Embarrassed polos. Be nice, and I, I feel like it'll be a pretty seamless transition. Right. Matt, you mentioned that Cody didn't tell you about the Today Show, and they asked, can you find out about the news thing? Well, yeah, I found out. I don't even know. I don't even know the. You know, the exact time that it was, but, you know, for, for, for me, and, and you understand that, we always talk about, you know, a we and not a me thing, and uh, we always talk as a team, we win as a team, we lose as a team, and, you know, uh, I just, I didn't uh, necessarily think that that was too much of a we thing. 
Again, I, I didn't think it was a B thing. Enough said. Enough said. Say no more. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what he said. This guy is a clown. He's not a part of the team. He doesn't get the big picture of what we're trying to do here. He will not be on the squad anymore. Me and Pace know that, and we're looking for someone else. Yep, one hundred percent. That's what he said. Well, later on, they asked Pace. Uh, I think it was. I think it was uh, Jeff Dickerson asked him, like, "Hey, man, um, you know, are you guys going to at least bring in competition this year?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." So, I mean, yeah, they told you everything you need to know about that. Your kicker, look, man, you can't, maybe after the missed kick, and again, you probably still couldn't trot him out in the locker room after that because teammates might be looking at you crazy, like, yo, you didn't try to replace this guy. But after this, you can't bring that guy into the locker room. Not at all. I even wonder what he just did to his own career, right? Because he's a fucking kicker, right? He's not a very good one at that. So, if you're another team and you're like, yo, do I really want to bring in this clown that went on a national morning show? after he cost us the game to kind of go on some type of redemption tour. Like, I don't understand what he was thinking of when he did that. I don't understand who's advising him. I don't understand what he was trying to accomplish. You came off as a clown. You got the chick on there. Like, well, you did score nine of your, of your 12 points. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. I don't understand what you're trying to do. And it's really smacking your teammates in the face. Your teammates who had your back after that loss. Who all said positive things about you? Said we win together and we lose together. You sat with Nagy the day before you go on the Today Show, and you don't even mention that. Hey, by the way, I am going on the Today Show. You're probably gonna be asked about this. I know I won't be here next year, but you kept me around for 16 weeks. So I, sh- I should tell you, he's a fucking clown. But you want to cheer for him? He listen. He <laughs> like, yo, chill on that narrative. You know, I've been on I, that narrative since he said it. it you, absurd. Nah, you this you I'm not even gonna get into it because you obviously missed the point. We were stuck with him, so we were that's that's who we were gonna rock with. We, we had to rock with him. We were forced to rock with him. Anyway, mm-hmm. um he just doesn't get it. Doesn't get he it. He doesn't he doesn't understand the city he's in. He doesn't understand the 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 fans of Chicago. He doesn't understand he, he doesn't get it. He's in he's in this whole religious god him and his family bubble and i just which is fine which is fine but that's not an excuse no 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 i'm just telling you where he is yeah he doesn't understand the city he doesn't understand the fans he doesn't understand football doesn't define me he doesn't understand the situation he just doesn't get it he just doesn't get it he's a clown bro he doesn't get it he's a clown that's what i'm saying he's a clown he doesn't understand they so, called him, said, do you want to come talk about this? He said, yes, I do. Yeah. Showed up there like a clown, looking sad, looking somber, and looking for sympathy. Bro, hop on a flight understand. somewhere. Go somewhere warm with your wife and your Disappear. kids. Disappear. Disappear. You got the money. You know what happened if I do and I miss that kick? Disappear. I have my exit interview on Monday, and Monday night I'm saying, honey, we're, we're on a flight. We're gone. Perks and Caicos, wherever you want to go. Sao got, Paulo, let's I, make it happen. I got sunglasses on Rio, for a month straight. Cabo. And then Dubai, the, and then <laughs> the wherever next, you want to go, and, baby. And I made four next, million this year. The next footage you see of me is me practicing kicks. Kicks and kicks. That's the next. No, footage you don't. You see. don't see me again until an NFL game next year because I'm a fucking kicker. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm on, like, I'm on. I'm on the flight. I'm gone. I'm definitely not on Especially television. Especially after the teammates had his back like that, you are slapping your teammates in the face, yeah, man. No doubt. Redemption tour. Fuck out of here. I'll never talk to. I'll never. I'll never, right, never so are mention. Are we done with Cody Parkey? We're done with Cody Parkey. Ne- never to be heard from again. Because he definitely won't be on he's the squad clown. next year. If, yeah, he's a clown. The second biggest thing, or if not the first biggest thing, or the most 
intriguing thing to me from the presser was Kareem Hunt. Sure. There's chatter of him coming on board or the or the Bears trying to go get him, Nagy, wanting to add him to the team. I'm going to play the clip here in a second. What are your thoughts initially on Kareem Hunt joining the Bears and the possibility of that happen? And then we'll get uh, the words from Nagy from the presser. I got mixed feelings on it, man. I mean, I would say this. Look, he uh, he missed most of the season last year. I mean, he missed after he got cut last year. Um, so, I mean, he served his time in that regard as far as paying his punishment. Um, I wouldn't be mad at them if they did sign him, but I wouldn't be mad if they decided not to. Because I think, like you said, you got to know where you play. And Chicago might not be the best city um, optically for that for that move. Very, very, very liberal city. Um, you know, he's not playing in Indiana or some shit like that where they might just brush it off. I mean, if he does in Chicago, you got to understand there will be a massive, massive massive media storm around the decision so if you're naggy and your pace you got to weigh those two because in training camp you're going to be answering kareem hunt's questions all the time all this goodwill that you have about the bear season right now there are going to be people who absolutely hate that decision and there's going to be people who matter and who have a voice that absolutely hate that decision and you're going to have to answer those questions so if you want that distraction and you feel like you can handle it great go for it but i will not fault them for not taking him with that being said do i believe that kareem Hunt should play again in the nfl yeah. I disagree with a majority of what you said. That's fine. Because if they bring him in, yes, the media storm of how's Kareem Hunt, should we have brought him in, all that stuff's going to come. But you can fight that off. And the whole optics thing with your saying about Chicago and the fans and all that, I've seen Chicago fans root for someone that that has been charged with domestic Chapman? violence, and his name is Aroldis Chapman. Yeah, and I also I, I, I've seen it happen with my right, own eyes. Right, yep, where he was pitching yeah. the first time he came, and he threw he threw it 101 miles an hour, and it was ooh, it wasn't boo. This dude's a woman beater. Yeah, people were worried about the Cubs winning games. They had they were taking pictures, the whole nine yards. Yeah, so I don't want to hear about. I don't know if the fans can accept it and if they'll let – I've seen cool. it already happen. You saw it happen with Chapman, but look what happened to Russell. What do you mean? Addison Russell. He got banned. He gets sent away. He's gone. Bye. Yeah. He'll be back next year. Yep. But, I mean, yeah. But, <laughs> but they had to <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. He's back. He's already back. He's back. <laughs> they already re-signed him. Oh. <laughs> um. But what I'm saying is, I mean, yeah, I I see where you're coming from, man. I just feel like um, it's different in the NFL. The NFL's narrative is different, man. The way that people view the NFL is different. You have people who hate the NFL because of how they handle non-football-related situations. And you will have to get through all that. Let's get. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying if they decide we don't want to do that, I don't have a problem with it. Let's get uh, Nagy's comments on it, and then we'll come back to it. Here's mm-hmm. Matt Nagy on possibly signing uh, Kareem Hunt to the Bears. Pull me up, Aaron, real quick. Th- this is interesting what he, what, what he came out with. Hurts, and I'll probably hear more here in the next couple weeks watching this game, but that's what we want to do. 
So going back to what what he said, there's one thing right now with Kareem, and and that's worrying about him as a person. He's, I I talked to Kareem, and as a completely wanted to know how he's doing. We had a good conversation, and there's a kid that 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 I spent a year coaching on offense. It's a it's a tough situation. I wanted to see. Uh, making sure that he's okay, but understanding too that you know the, the situation that uh, that that happened is unfortunate for everybody, and 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 he knows that. So the only thing I cared about when I talked to him was literally his personal life, how he's doing, um, and and uh, it was a it was a good conversation. He sounded good, but that's that's it. I mean, I, I the other stuff, that's not where it's at. It's about there's more to it than the than the, the football. So we. Deflect. That was, that was the greatest. That was Deflect. such a no answer. What a, what a no answer. He didn't answer. He didn't answer, he didn't answer a single question. question. Yeah, that was that was. A, I actually hadn't heard that yet. That was a great no answer. Pure deflect. Yeah, I'm just worried about him as a person. How would you feel if you know? Would you would you recommend that you know what I'm saying that we bring him on to 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 Ryan and you know the rest of the front office? I'm just worried about yeah. Kareem as a as a human. You what know, a great talk. It wasn't about blah, football. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So. Then they kind of go back and forth a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. He talks about how he connected with him and talked to him on the phone. And then someone else jumps on him and says, hey, bro, like, would you, would you think about bringing him on? Like, are you going to bring him on the squad? And listen to what he says. This is Matt Nagy continued. Translation, he deserves a second chance, and I, I, I'm going to try to go get him on I'll, the squad. I'll probably give it to him. <laughs> he deserves a second chance, and I'm, a probably, uh, and, I'm, and I'm hoping it's in a Chicago Bears uniform. Yeah, and I, w- I would say that uh, if you're Kareem Hunt and you look around situations in the league, the Bears is probably the most appealing, right? I mean, it's the same offense that you had a lot of success in last year. Right, you say, oh well, Tariq Cohen's there, but he played with a Tariq Cohen type player and uh, Tyreek Hill. So I mean, they, that obviously worked a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I mean, yeah, if you look at it from a football standpoint, that that's a great, great fit for the Bears. Obviously, um, if we are moving on from Jordan Howard, so yeah, I don't, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a problem with it football wise. But again, if they decide to go in a different direction, I, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it either. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance. I'm just saying the city can be unforgiving. You just got to be careful. Bears got a lot of goodwill going right now. No doubt. 
My bad on that sound quality, G. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna fix that for next time. What's the buzz? Um, it's echoing because of the it's playing in here. Uh-oh. I just gotta mute it. I'll just let you know what they're talking about before. But anyway, it is a um, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. Do I think he deserves a second chance? Like you said, I I think he does. Um, to go back to what I was saying previously about the fans not supporting him or it being a super shitstorm. People will forget about that if he comes in and produces and he's a good guy while he's here. You feel me? If if he's scoring touchdowns and keeping a low profile, man, you won't even hear about it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with Chapman. And I I honestly think with the whole Chapman thing combined with how much money he was going to command, I bet you they were like, yo, he did his job. We got a series. Get him out of here. You could tell. Joe Madden didn't pitch him like he was going to have him next year. <laughs> I mean, hey, what are you talking about? Yeah. He was pitching like three innings and shit. I mean, yeah, throwing gas. He ran He ran his arm out. Um, yeah, 100%. Well, the other thing with the Chapman thing is there was no video, bro. The video, the video, the video is powerful. You know what I mean? The Chapman thing was, hey, this is what happened. And when that happens, there's always benefit of the doubt or whatever. Nobody really knows what happened. And, um, you know, you see he's still he's still with his wife and everything like that. Yeah. Um, whereas with Kareem Hunt, there, there was a video. You know what I mean? And you can't you can't deny the video. And I'm just saying, don't be surprised if they pull that back up if we sign him. But again, I'm good with it. I'm fine with it. The interesting situation is. If say we do bring on Kareem Hunt, he's going to get like a, he's going to get suspended. How does that how do like how do you how would you go about balancing that with the Jordan Howard situation? Because Jordan Howard signed through next year, he's making like 720k. Yeah. So, not a lot of money. He's he produces. He is what he is. He's a he's a straight line running back. I told back. you guys today. Yeah, Don't, a, you're not getting a fourth rounder for Jordan Howard. No? No. I don't think so, man. I think like just like everything I said today, like Jordan Howard's a good productive running back, but he's not special. You know what I mean? And if you're a team, would you rather trade a fourth rounder for one year of Jordan Howard and then maybe have to sign him to a contract extension or find a running back in the fourth round that you got for four years on the cheap? You know what I mean? I I just think Howard is good. But, yeah, a lot of those first two years were due to the fact that we didn't have anybody else on offense. He was getting a lot of touches that you wouldn't necessarily get in a modern NFL offense. And this year he only averaged 3.7 yards a carry. That is not very good. You said three point seven a three, carry. Three point seven yards a carry was that's, that's bad. Not bad. No, it's terrible. Three point seven a carry. Yeah, are you serious? What's the league lead? Kareem Hunt was averaging like six and a half yards a carry. Hold on, what's the league lead? Yeah, hold on, look let me look this Gurley up. Right now. Four bad. yards a carry. Three point seven. That's four, man. Get out of here. Pull pull up the league leader yard per carry. I bet you three point seven is not horrible, like you said. Am I that out of touch? Yeah, I think you are. What's Zeke? What's Zeke going for? Zeke's probably going for six or seven, bro. Get, Get the f- stop playing. Seven. Tell you Man, are you? You're out of your mind. Go five ahead. yards a carry for uh, for for uh, Todd Gurley. Five yards. Okay, three point seven and five. Every two rushes, that's an extra three but, yards. Yeah, bro. but that's a yard. Come on, G. Where does that rank? Where's three point seven rank? He's not getting touches like that. Five for uh, five for Zeke Elliott. Five for the best running backs on the planet. Yeah, yeah he's okay. at three point seven. Okay, it's, it's, that's the difference, bro. Okay, where does that rank in the in, it's a game of in the ranking? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, pull up the pull up the whole list. It's a game of inches. The inches we need are every week. We need that. 
And by the, team, and by the way, inch. you're saying five yards of carry. It's five flat, or is it like four eight? Uh, four nine. For yeah, five. all right. You want to talk about three seven, but you don't yeah, want to mention four nine, huh? What do you want to know? Five know point. All right, so Aaron Jones, Packers, five and a half yards of carry. Carry on Johnson, Lions, five point four. Philip Lindsay, five point four. Matt Brieta, five point three. Nick Chubb, five point two. Gus Edwards, I don't know who that is, 5.1. Todd Gurley, 5.0. McCaffrey, 5.0. So we want to go down to Jordan Howard. He is 42nd in yards per carry in the NFL. Okay, so that's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's bad. But but three, yeah, okay. He's I, 42nd. <laughs> okay. There's 30 team, 32 to, teams. To, 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 get, to give him a little, a little cushion on that, when he's in the game, he's getting keyed on. A lot, a lot more than like a Todd Gurley. There's a lot of things they're doing with Todd. He's catching the ball to the backfield. He's running screens, bro. Jordan Howard they're was not getting, keying on Todd Gurley. No, 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 no. What I mean is, he was uh, Jordan Howard was running left, running right, run up the middle. Like it, it was, there wasn't a lot of versatility when he was in the game getting the rock. I'll put it this way: I'm man. not mad. Jordan at Howard averaged the same amount of carries as Peyton Barber, Alfred Blue. Alfred Blue Eye. Alfred Morris averaged more yards per carry than Jordan <laughs> Howard this year. Come on, you, we know Jordan Howard had a down year. It's not like he had a huge year, but okay. I I, didn't, I thought four yards of carry was solid. Mm -mm. You need to be in the fives, apparently. You need to be around five, yeah. yeah. I think that's what you want for an NFL running back is around. You want over four. I think under four is, is, is that danger zone. Fair enough. Yo, really quick. The funny thing I took out of this uh press conference from uh naggy this is the last clip i'm gonna pull up the first time someone asks about uh kareem hunt look at what matt naggy does with some with this water bottle though look so they ask him about kareem hunt pull me up aaron they ask him about kareem hunt look at what he does progression wise you can't make those up and he did it they ask him pace right now like yeah look look at Nagy. he's like oh shit that's how much let me get a sip of this water, wash it around real quick. I, I don't, I've been practicing what I'm going to say for a minute, but yeah, that's, this, this is what it is. Is Ryan Pace out here getting swole on him? Ryan Pace has definitely been <laughs> Ryan Pace has been in the gym. He's been at Hellas Hall, huh? Ryan Pace out here hitting the, hitting the gym. Shout out Ryan Pace, man. The... Any final thoughts on Kareem Hunt? No. Nah. I think it'll be interesting, and I think I'll leave it at I'll leave it here. It'll be interesting when we pull. If say he, he were to come on, kind of incorporate. You can get Kareem for the low. I, I would think him and Jordan Howard are both making little bit of money, almost not less than two million combined. I mean, he's a running back, and he's a running back coming off coming a off charge. Of, yeah, yeah, so I mean, he's got a lot working against him as far as money's concerned. So we can see how it goes there, but then once that once that suspension ends, they can kind of go from there and figure out what time it is. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Championship weekend. All that defense talk. Defense wins championships. The top four leading scores in the in the league are in the are in the championship weekend. Wait, who else? Who's playing? Patriots, wait, wait, wait. Rams, who? Saints. Wait, Patriots, Rams. Can we rewind like eleven weeks ago when I told you? Don't right. be surprised if in the end, Tom and them boys are there. Oh no, that defense is trash. They won't do shit. Defense ooh, is ooh, trash. Defense is trash. But guess where they are right now? You gonna see it this week. 
Every week we've been saying that. You're going to see that. No, no, no. Uh, be the Super Bowl. They were always going to make the playoffs. Well, they're they, going to be in the Super Bowl. They got to buy. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to beat Kansas City? They're going to beat Kansas City. Andy Reid versus Bill Belichick in a championship oh, game? Here we go. Stop with, playing. Here, here we go with Come this. Come on, bro. Andy Reid is. Here we go. Andy Reid has been to the cha- conference championship seven this. times and has been to one Super Bowl. Here we go with this. Let's ignore where they're playing the game. Let's ignore. The players on the field. Bro. We just we just revert to the Bill that's, Belichick. That's your, that's your talent thing, man. Because to the Bill Belichick you, you is the best. Talk schemer. about talent versus scheme. This is it. We just we we revert back to Andy Reid's never won, and Bill Belichick wins all the time. Unproven so, playoff quarterback. So they're versus gonna win. The best quarterback of all time, Andy Reid, who is known as a big game fumbler. And you've been watching football your entire life, bro. Andy Reid is known for fucking up in large games versus Bill Belichick, who is known for not fucking up in large games. I mean, come on, man. Where would your money go? KC? Yeah, I don't know. All right. You just you just you Oh, hate- where would my money go? Yeah. For the game on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, bro. They're gonna okay. win the game. I can't remember what I said earlier. Like 35-27. Something like that. They're going to win the game on Sunday. Everybody. You want to know when the last time the Patriots won a, 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 an, an AFC championship? Not in Foxborough. When's that? About 10 years ago. Cool. Eight years ago. Cool. No, that, that that doesn't mean anything. They've been in the last that, eight. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> They've that, been in the last eight. That doesn't mean anything. It no. doesn't mean anything to me. Because oh, Andy okay. Reid is a fucking choke artist, bro. The man, the man went to the conference finals every year with the Eagles and could not get to the Super Bowl. Got there one time. Who did he play? The Patriots. Shout out my guy Case Terrell closed. Owens, man. Shout out Case T.O. Case closed. Shout out T.O., Case man. Case closed. He still got nightmares of that game. Donovan McNash should have nightmares of that game. Shout out Donovan His soft ass. He's throwing up in the huddle. Meanwhile, wait. T.O.'s playing with a broken leg. McNabb not soft for that. They said he was tired on the last yeah, drive. Yeah. He was gasping look, for air. Donovan McNabb. <laughs> look, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's hard for me to criticize McNabb because I can't think of any quarterback that had to deal with more shit in his era than Donovan McNabb. McNabb was nice. I'm a but McNabb, McNabb fan. got a lot of shit, bro. Yeah, they a went lot. to the – Remember, to the, he doesn't run enough. I mean, he got shit from both sides. Yeah, no, no doubt. McNabb got a lot of shit, bro. And Donovan McNabb was a very good quarterback. Leave Donovan McNabb Chicago alone. kid. Chicago kid, Mount Carmel, Caravan. <laughs> it's not. You I'm know a, what I'm saying? I'm a McNabb. Shout out the Caravan. I'm a McNabb I feel like fan. McNabb got a lot of smoke for being a good quarterback, bro. But he also came up short in big games, too. But it's Andy Reid, man. Disappeared. It's Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Meanwhile, T.O., the legend, that is out a there legend, doing bro. his thing. Okay, so we're, we're clear on what we – Kansas City is going to take care of business. I got at New home. England. The, the the talent is too much for Kansas City. There's that word Lamar, again. Lamar Houston's back. There's that word again. Lamar Houston's back, coming off the edge. He didn't play in the first game. Oh man, this is this is this is this is Lamar Houston used to play for the Bears. Nah, who my my fault? Not Lamar Houston. Um, number fifty on the Chiefs, Houston. What's his first name? I don't know. He's an edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be back. He's a monster. Come on, G. The Chiefs will be ready. Patriots. Now, take it down to the Superdome. That's going to be an interesting game. 
Yeah, I think the Saints are going to roll all over them. Why would you say that coming off of that game they just played? Isn't Drew Brees 5-0 and they look, the Superdome they the look, They look so whack to start the game. Yeah. And the defense turned it up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that Lattimore play was huge. Um, bro, I, I've told you. Justin I'm just, Houston. Shout out my guy, Drew, man. Yeah, I don't know Justin how I Houston. feel about the Rams. I really just I don't know how I feel about the Rams. What's his face? Golf didn't throw a touchdown pass last week. He has looked like a different quarterback in the second yeah, half. Yeah, I don't season. know what's going on. Like he has looked like he a, didn't need to throw one though last he week. He didn't need to, but the first eight weeks of the year, Jared Golf was like an MVP candidate, and he's falling apart a bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking the Saints in this one. I got the Saints. I'm gonna go with the Rams because I think the Saints. Have been struggling for a few weeks now, bro. They labored through that game. And what they did was they picked off the Philly secondary that we should have been. How we started to pick off Philly secondary that second half of the game uh, at home. That's what they started to do. They had no answer for Michael Tom, uh, Thomas. <laughs> so how come when it's Patriots Chiefs it matters where we're playing. But when a game is being played in the biggest home field advantage in the NFL. First or second biggest home field advantage in the NFL behind Denver or Seattle, possibly. Um, why, why does that? I, I why I does th- it not matter? I think it always game? matters. I just think the Saints. I, I just think the Saints have been struggling, and the Rams are gonna. The Rams are gonna go. Where have the Rams been though? The Rams have been struggling. They look solid. What, how, what, in what way? Just in general, I mean, if you look at the second half of the year, the Rams haven't been as good. Yeah, they looked decent last week, but they haven't been. They as look good. better than the Saints. Yeah, but I don't. Dallas wasn't a good fucking team. As much as people, I mean, people that have been watching notice this, the Saints have been relying on defense the last, like, six weeks. Yeah. And. Look, the Saints, with, the Saints to play D points. and run the football. Mm. They run Ingram would, and Kamara. That's what they do. I wouldn't go that far. No, I think they, if you look at the numbers, the Saints, the, are, the Saints run the ball a shit ton, dude. They threw themselves back in the game on Last Sunday. week, yeah, for sure. And then Lattimore came up with a, a huge play. Yeah. And by punk-ass Alshon Jeffrey, that's what you get for talking all that shit, boy. Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad IR Jeffrey. <laughs> Clown. So, I'm going to take the Rams. It should be close. Crying on the sidelines. It'll be – what do you think of that Marcus Peters-Sean Payton dynamic where he was talking about the gumbo and he's like, we're going to see you again? I didn't even see that. What? No, I didn't even uh, see that. My my audio wasn't so whack right now. Marcus Peters is feeling himself. He was getting clowned on for a good part of the season. Yo, Aaron, I have a question for you. If I mute the YouTube video that I have pulled up, will you still be able to hear it? No. Yeah, no. So why is it feed. echoing? Do you have any idea? Yeah. Okay. But it was. But I had it muted last time, and it was Gucci. Like I had it muted, and they said it was still echoing. Like I had no sound coming out. We'll fix it. No worries. Yeah. Um, Marcus Peters, you have to look this up. He has a, a clip where he's by his locker. I guess Sean Payton was chirping at him. And he went super Oakland. Like, yeah, I'm going to see you again. He's like, we, it's like, he's Mork. like remember what you was. Keep Mork that energy punk. when I come back. I'm going to see you again. Then we're going to have some gumbo. Yeah, like he was all <laughs> over him. So, like, that was super interesting. So, Chiefs, Rams, we go the opposite way. 100%. This will be fun. Pat Saints. Pat Saints. Pat's won the Super Bowl this year. Oh, my God. That's predicted. Hey, look, man. Look. 
Every any year where you can't tell who it's gonna be, it's usually the Patriots. So oh, there man. we go. That's crazy. <laughs> History's on my side. That's fine, man. You just I think it's like a with you, man, I think you just you hate Belichick and the narrative around them so much that it blinds you to the fact that like, yo, just it is what it is, man. These boys win. They win at home though. That's fine. They win at home. I, not, I'll give them that. I'm, but this is a different time. Andy They're Reed, not at oh. the worst clock right. manager in the NFL, not named Mike McCarthy. Are we going to bet something on this? Yeah, we can do whatever. Let's make it something fun. Let's make it something that we can tie into next week's episode. All right. We'll, we'll come up with something. Drop it in the comments or in Sean's yeah. DM what you want us to bet. We'll come up with something. Keep in mind we're on a fixed income. Um... All right, let's switch over to the the NBA and the Bulls. So sh- let's talk Bulls. about the Bulls for like three minutes. Oh man, Aaron, cue up the funeral music. <laughs> let's talk about the Bulls for a quick second. Play, Boylan, play the Undertaker theme song. Boylan gets an extension. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Head scratcher, whatever. We're continuing to lose <laughs> games. They play the Lakers this week, not this week tonight at nine thirty. Yeah, it's on the West Coast. No, that's a team in shambles right now, too. They look really bad without Bronny, which is not a – they fell out the playoff race without LeBron. They're ninth. I mean, what, what do we expect, right? Yeah. That's why it was still crazy when he went out that one night in Golden State and they just, like, they continued to blow Golden State yeah, yeah. doors off, which yeah. is why – that's just, like, some NBA regular season shit. But they mentioned some of the young guys – Hutchinson mentioned like like they were looking forward to playing against LeBron. I thought that was interesting. They're not going to have that opportunity. But what do you think it's like playing against someone that you le- legit idolize and watched? Oh, I think how awesome. we watch LeBron. Like they literally watched him two two years yeah, ago, think, and now they're I on the same floor. They get awestruck, just like when we watched Clay give us fifty four. Eventually, you just start watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that that one guy, what is Clay doing? No, yeah. let's go, let it go. Right. You know what I mean? They they watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're still a fan at the end of the day, right? Chandler yeah. Hutchinson was at Dayton last year. You know what I mean? He wasn't expecting to play against Brian. He's from Ohio, right? So, Brian is probably a hero of his. Um, yeah, of course they're excited to play against LeBron, man. You always want to play against those type of guys. You want to go up against those guys. You want to test your skill against that type of player. You know, can I lock up LeBron for a play? Something like that? Yeah, of course, man. They're excited about it. I'm not excited to watch it if he was playing tonight. I'll tell you that. But, yeah, they're excited. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's tough to, like, <laughs> I'm trying to scrap to talk there's about just these nothing, dudes, but it's just like, it's like, yeah, let's man, just I mean, try to get. Let's just try to get get through this Get year through the season. Out. Get through the next one. It's funny, man. I was having a conversation with, uh, with Sheamus this weekend. Shout out Sheamus. This guy's out of control. Loves Garpax. <laughs> um... And he was just talking about how the minutes thing, you know, hey, you play Wendell Carter one game, 13 minutes is not a big deal. And they had to give Boylan an extension so they could pay him like a head coach. It was really just like a $600,000 bump. So he's getting paid for the job that he's doing, which I guess I kind of understand that because he was getting paid for as an assistant. Yeah. Um, so they gave him a little bump for that. But I, I, those minutes in the game do matter, right? I think that matters. And even if it is one game, it does matter because, again – what are you gaining out of that game if you're not exposing Wendell Carter to minutes? Right? Everything the Bulls should do right now should have a purpose towards the future. And anything that we do that doesn't have an eye towards the future is a waste of our time right now. Right? Zach Levine, we know now. He is not it. All right? He cannot be the best player on our team. 
just the way that he plays. We're actually better without him. We play a, a more he's an empty game. basket. He's an empty bucket, which is kind of what we feared, man. Yeah, like, hey, he started the, the season strong, right? Yeah, but I will say this: he plays hard. He tries to score. Yeah. He doesn't he, like he's out there with a bunch of garbage dudes scoring buckets. Yeah, I, he's I mean, just not good. But yeah, it's an empty basket. He can score, and I mean, the thing is, you put him in the right situation, and maybe Zach Levine's a great six man on a team, or you find the right coaching staff and situation that kind of get the best out of his talent. But for right now, he's just going to be a relentless chucker. Right, and he, he he feels that he's like I have to go out there and score thirty. He truly, legitimately believes that he has to go out there and score thirty to thirty five, and he's been empowered to do so. So that's what he's going to go out and do. But that's coming at the detriment of some of our other players, right? So I mean, everything the Bulls do needs to be with an eye towards the future. So leaving Wendell in thirteen minutes in a game that does not do anything for our future. Sid B in the chat just said free Jabari. I agree, Free man. Jabari, free, no, free, free Jabari, Rolo. Free Rolo. I've been on Free Rolo all year. He's free getting Robin into it done. I mean, it's just starting to frustrate, boil over for a guy like Lopez, man. He's pissed just off. Get, just move him. Move him. Get the get, get the, a second-round pick. Get that Jabari energy out of there. Out of there. Get Rolo well, out. they brought him back the other day. But this is the other thing about the whole Rolo situation is why would anyone give us anything for a trade when they know the buyout's coming? Because the Bulls said they're not going to buy him out. The Bulls specifically said they're not going to buy him out. They'd rather keep the veteran presence than lose him for nothing. And they also don't want to buy him out. Teams, other teams in the league are going to look at them funny. If the Bulls buy him out, then he goes and signs with Golden State, which is what he wants to do. Right? The whole league knows that he wants to go sign with Golden State. There's your collusion right there. There's no way the Bulls will buy him out. Because other GMs are calling Garpack saying, like, y'all can't give this boy these boys Robin Lopez. Just can't do it. Can't do it. So y'all need to figure it out. Get a second rounder, or just or keep him. If, if I'm the Bulls, I'm not. I'm not uh, buying them out. No way. Wait till right up on the deadline. Someone might get desperate for size and give you a second yeah. rounder, a conditional second rounder. Who knows? But no, you're not going to buy them yeah, out. And protect let him go. whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to buy them out and let them go sign with the contender. Hey, Ronnie said buy tickets for the first Bears game. That's what y'all should bet. Loser buys tickets. Takes the other person to the Bears game. It's like a five hundred dollar proposition, Ronnie. Yeah, it would be kind of buy some merch and we got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. But the positive thing about this whole NBA shit is every other we're not bad and have like a a, a gem like Luka Doncic we can no. kind of look at. Like we got good young talent, but Laurie hasn't like, made that leap that we thought he would make. Yeah, like, yeah there, window, there's yeah. no real like. I'm tuning in, and I'm going to smile. There's no 1A. Right. So, the that's a perfect segue into the uh, the midseason awards. Yeah. And uh, lead the way here. Pull me yeah, up, Yeah, man. Aaron. So, midseason in the association right now. I know we've been talking a lot of Bears, a lot of Chicago stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, leave this up. We've been heavy on the Chicago shit, but we're not going to ignore the association. There's a lot going on in the NBA, man. Um, I was texting you the other day. This is a really exciting NBA season especially in the Eastern Conference, right? The Eastern is the yeah. Eastern Conference is a complete toss-up. I could see one of five teams, honestly, making the finals um, in that whole East mix. I think a lot of these teams haven't played to the best of their potential yet. But, man, through 41 games, the league is looking really good right now. So, yeah, we want to go over some of these midseason awards. I sent you this the other day. This is what ESPN has it. Mine looks a little bit similar, but I do got a, I do got a couple changes. So, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Um, first off, MVP. ESPN has Giannis. Nick the Quick has Giannis. Sean, who you got? The MVP right now is James Harden. Oh. Yeah. 
Now listen. Yeah. It okay. would never the the <laughs> since Nash the NBA doesn't give people back to back MVP awards. Just yeah. doesn't just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. I don't care if if James goes 47 10 and 10, <laughs> maybe they have to. And they shouldn't have those either. They should yeah. give Kobe one of them trophies that Nash. Right. Got. Yeah. Like you it's so hard to get the the media and everyone to They get, always want a new story. Get behind a back to back. They, they, they want to give it to a new guy. Legit Russell Westbrook went even though it was a little inflated, he went back to back triple doubles and no one even cared yeah. the second time, right? Yeah. So, but let me tell you why I think James Harden's MVP so far. Okay. Houston was dead in the water. For sure. Where what's going on with this team? They can't, they they were they said they said they were going to compete with the Warriors. How is that even possible? They're not doing this, they're not doing that. They started off the season terrible. 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 Then Chris Paul goes down and this guy just goes bananas, He's- bro. I mean, he's going for like forty-seven and nine a night. I was we were talking to Eli last night, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this run is a lot like Kobe's." I'm like, "No, nah, pull up the numbers. It's not the points. It's James Harden's giving you forty-point triple doubles, like it's going out of style." So, like, yeah, I actually, I, I'm torn. I think it's a toss-up for me for Giannis and Harden, and a lot of the Harden stuff is kind of recent, um, and I want to see how far it goes and see how Houston ends up at the end of the year. I think Milwaukee's going to be what they are, um, but. You take if you take James Harden off of that team, yeah, with Chris it's, Paul hurt, it's a, it's a they probably squad. have thirteen wins. Yeah, it's a terrible squad. Like it's an awful, it's awful, an awful, awful, awful. But squad. you take Giannis off Milwaukee, they're not probably not. Well, they got some players. They got though. some they got players some, though. They, they would. Chris they would, Middleton's a solid player. They would stay afloat yeah, yeah. a little bit if you take East, James Harden yep, off 100%. of this team, bro. They are they are down. You know, what? I'm gonna go ahead and flip this pick right now. I'm gonna go ahead and get on James Harden so, mission right now. Yeah, that's yeah, but Giannis is right behind him. And I don't want to take nothing away from the year that Giannis is having, but you're right. James Harden, I don't know if you – I got league pass, so I was texting you guys last night watching it. Yeah. It's unconscious. It's ridiculous. It's unconscious. First off, gets his shot off whenever he wants, gets to the line whenever he wants. He's a walking bucket. He's a walking three-point bucket. He's a walking bucket. everything. He's a walking everything. He's a walking he's a, whatever he wants to get. phenomenal playmaker. Doesn't play D, doesn't need to. Um, he's one of those guys where the only way, at least right now, the way he's locked in is that the only way you're going to stop him is if he's missing jumpers. No, it doesn't matter because his light is so green that he'll just keep taking them. The other night, what was he, one for 17? He was missing jumpers. Yeah, he still had 32. Right, but I mean, like when he has 32... And he shots and he shoots the way he did. It's it's yeah. That's like a, that's a bad game. For well, him. the crazy thing for him is the volume, though. I mean, what is he shooting like ten threes a game? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's something ridiculous. Well, dude, every time down, he's, yeah. he, it's everything runs through so him. Period. D'Antoni, D'Antoni unlocked him. And I was gonna ask: Is James Harden the cheat code? Has he figured out the modern NBA? What's gonna get called? He has figured out no hand checking. Like what he, he can do. And just he, yeah, he's figured out the modern NBA to the point where he, yeah, he, because he's somehow doing all this and giving up the ball and getting well, people involved as well. That's the, the and like it doesn't look like he gets it. tired. You know, some dudes it looks like they're going out there like to get forty is like a shift. James is out here getting forty and kicking it, and that's another big yeah. thing. That's why he can't play D. Yeah, you can't ask him. No, to you play can't D. ask him to play D. Like, what do you want this guy what to do? do? He's to gonna do? die. Yeah, he's gonna like, die. Like, nah, he can't play D. Aaron, pull that back up. Do that little split screener joint. All right, rookie of the year. This is not even a question. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, Luka Doncic. We so actually who, have. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say who's second. I mean, Luka's obviously that's a that's a that's huge, right? Who you got behind him? I haven't even thought about it to be honest. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's so out out front of everybody that it doesn't really matter. I'll for go me. I'll go Aiden, but yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not a bad pick. Yeah, he's solid. Um, Lou Williams, Sixth Man of the Year. We can just rename the Sixth Man of the Year the, the Lou, Lou Williams, Williams Award, Award. <laughs> the, the, like straight formerly up. the Jamal Crawford Award, like straight up. You know what? I'm I'm gonna throw a curveball. Okay, go you ahead. Know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. It's gonna be the first former MVP to win MVP and six man. Oh, D Rose. D Rose. Okay. D Rose get him nineteen. Yeah. D Rose from like forty six percent from three. Yeah. Could you imagine peak D Rose? Oh, all right, never mind. Um, yeah, D Rose. He's is, locked in the most improved player though. For sure, you can get both. He's a six man. Yeah. Give him the double award. I don't most improved really. I don't know if you can give a former MVP yeah, the most you can, improved bro. player. What you mean? No, it's come. He's like comeback player. I think to be improved. Oh, okay. I, I think to be improved, you can't have been good before. You I know what I mean? Saying, yeah, yeah, it's not like he got better. He just got healthy. Like I think that's what's key about the whole DRL shit. He just got healthy and he got his mind right. The man's mind was not right. Yeah, facts. It was I, just not right, that. bro. Yeah. It yeah. was not basketball. Focused. He didn't forget how to play basketball. He just had yeah. a lot of other shit going on, and we don't we don't live D Rose's life. We don't know what he had going through. I think it's tough to play in your home city, obviously. Yeah. Um, especially for a quiet guy like that. So I got D Rose in the six man. Who you got defensive player? I'm not mad at the Paul George pick just because, <laughs> yeah. and he's doing it on O two, but he's sticky on D, bro. Bro, they have the best defense in the NBA. He's sticky on D. He's bro. really, 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 really good defender. I'm between him and Giannis. Yeah. Um, with the honorable mention AD. But, yeah, I'll go with Paul George just because Oklahoma City is very good this year. Like, if you haven't been watching Oklahoma City, they're a really good team. Russ Westbrook is playing defense. Billy Donovan has them boys playing. Great move by Paul George to resign in OKC. Might be the it looks perfect, that way. perfect player to play with Russ it Westbrook. It looks that way. Really, really, really good move. They got a solid squad. They could make some noise in the West. I don't think anybody wants to play a team in the playoffs that plays defense that well. Yeah. And that still has a dog, two dogs. Right, they're a defensive team with two dogs that can get you buckets. One, and, one is and built one of their better defenders is still wild injured. And that's a sad story. Those Robertson, Roberson? Roberson, yeah, yeah, but they replaced him with Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant is playing. a five position defender in the yeah. NBA, bro. Yeah, he guards new, point guards and centers. New age, bro. That is so valuable. You can put him in any yeah. lineup. It's a it's a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Shout out Jeremy Grant. I thought that was a terrible signing, too, when they gave him, like, $8 million a year. I was like, what the fuck are you giving Jeremy Grant all that money do? for? What's he going to do? Yeah. Shows what we know. Shout yeah. out. Uh, is Presty still out there? Yeah, of course. Presty's still kicking. Um, Sam Presty. We're running over. So let's jump to this top five under 25. Yeah. So we'll start this conversation, man. Our boy Eli um, was talking <laughs> reckless the other day. Yo. Super reckless. <laughs> um, yeah. Talking about if he was starting the team. Luka Doncic would be the number one player that he's going to take, even over the likes of Kawhi Leonard and stuff like that. So we got to thinking, um, the way I kind of want to do this, we're obviously not going to include Kawhi in this discussion. Well, this is the top five players in the league, 25 and under. Really, the thought process on this is you're starting a team, you got a young player, he's signed the next four to five years. These are the top five guys that you would want to build around that are 25 and under. Um, I'll let you start. You want me to start? Yeah. You want to? You want me to just give you my five? Or are we gonna go one by one or what? Let's go. Let's go one by one, but we'll we'll keep it quick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's twenty five and under, AD has got to be in the mix. This dude is legit an animal. He's the number one. Oh yeah. Okay. No doubt. At twenty five and under, he's number one. I think. And 
it's not even that close. Wow. To me. Because you throw in the, the way he plays defense. Yeah. He can shoot free throws. Yeah. I mean, he's an all around animal. So I went I went in a different direction in this one. I had Giannis at number one. And the reason is dude gets better every year. Giannis just turned 24 in December, which to me is crazy because it feels like he's been in the league for like seven years. Um, just turned 24 in December. Gets better every year. Still has not started shooting threes yet. If Giannis starts shooting threes. But what does Giannis do better than AD? That's my that, – because when I was looking at the two, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what, is, is what a, does Giannis yeah. actually do better than AD where so I can put I him think, in front I of I think him? if you're – so this is the thing. If you're projecting out four to five years, who has it more likely to get better? Giannis does. Giannis. Like Giannis is like this is this is the the definition of potential is Giannis, right? Yeah, I guess you could almost but say AD's at his peak. No. Like you don't think so? No, he'll get better at what he does. Giannis is just like getting better at basketball in general. Like he's finding new things to do. He's averaging 28 a game. He's averaging 28, 12 and 6. Yeah. The yeah. 6 is kind of wild. As a fucking 16 point it's, forward. It's pretty mind-boggling <laughs> that he's going for 6 too. 6 dimes? Yeah. Yeah. 12 is crazy. He's going for 13 rebounds a game. He leads the NBA in rebounding. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you're not wrong either way, but I got I got AD at two. I'm assuming you got Giannis at two. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, I mean, any combination of that, you're fine. If Look, if you end up with either one of those guys, you're good. I guess the only other reason I take Giannis, too, is the injuries. AD has had some injuries problems. Yeah, yes. He He's had some injury problems. Fair. That's a fair. That's a but fair, you're not uh, going wrong either. I'm interested to see who you got at three. I got Embiid at three. Me too. Yeah, I Yo, got Joe. Embiid at three. These the big dudes that we're naming are just different physical different specimen. physical specimen and healthy. He's healthy now too. He, he's full blown healthy. He's full blown healthy. He runs the floor. He plays defense. Problem. He can he, give you thirty when he like wants. A, he's like a baby. I, I mean, I would. I hate to say this, and by baby, I mean baby, like Hakeem Olajuwon. That's his whole game. He's yeah. got that the footwork. The nimbleness, the, nimbleness, the athleticism, the, 100%, the touch. 100%. That's what it is, man. It's, it's, it's being that big and that nimble and that athletic is uh, is a great combination for him. And like you said, he plays D. Plays D, He too. plays D. And he's not like, oh, we're going to build around the big man, so we're just throwing in the post all day and yeah, slowing down. No. no. You can play how you want to play and still get JoJo involved. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm a big fan there. All right, I'll throw it to number four. Yeah. Ain't going too far. I'm going across the locker room. Ben. Yeah, he's a problem. Four. Who you got? At number four, I got Jokic. Wow. I've never seen. How old is Jokic? Jokic is 23. Wow. I've never seen, not never in the history of the league, but in recent memory, in what he's doing right now, people just, he's just not doing that. I could see him in a, in a year or two legit going for 25, 9, and 9 or yeah, something for sure. like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's just unheard of Yeah, from a big dude like that. Unreal passer. And don't let him be in shape. Unreal, in shape. unreal passer. One of the best passing bigs ever, I would say, at this point. You can unreal. run the offense through him completely. Unreal passer. Yeah. Unreal touch. Score. Great scorer. Yeah, bro. He, he's just got it. Um, I, I rock with Jokic. The reason I would leave him off, my only thing with Jokic, and it's only because he's a big man. Big men that are that bad defensively um, scare me. Yeah. They scare me in the fourth quarter. You just get it exposed. You exposed scared, time. You've seen it year. DeMarcus year Cousins Year after time. year, you take these. Yeah. <laughs> you throw Boogie Cousins out there. It doesn't Boogie matter Cousins if he's giving time. you 25 because right. Boogie Cousins is going to give him 30. He's giving 25. You throw JoJo on him. You throw AD on him. Those are major problems yeah. for him. Whereas 
the inverse, they're not as worried about him. I mean, they're worried, obviously, but they're going to get there. So I'm surprised you had. Wow. I just love his game. That was the loop. That I love the curveball. I love Jokic. Jokic is nice, though, man. Like I love yo, his game, and yeah. I don't think Denver as a whole is getting enough clout. As they're the they best record. Be. It's the best record in the West yeah, right now, right? Yeah, and yeah. I just don't think they get enough. Play love crazy D. Yeah, yeah. Denver's like, solid, man. They got. They put together a nice team there. I rock with Jokic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so then my five is Ben Simmons. All right, so no Luca. Cause no, I got Luca at five. Interesting. Yep. Okay. And I yeah, and it was tough. Because I, I was battling between Luca and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So my I was gonna say, so my honorable mention, Spider Mitchell. Yeah. Jamal Murray. Let's not forget about Chris Stapps, bro. Oh, yeah. When he well, gets he hasn't back, played in two years. Yeah, I know. I know. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, that. I forgot all about hard, Porzingis. Yeah, it's hard to put Porzingis in there because he hasn't played. Seven footer that can shoot threes and protect the rim. Yes. Like <laughs> it's don't a unicorn, forget. yeah. You don't, don't they don't for, make those. Don't forget yeah. Porzingi is a problem. Yes. Yeah. And mm. and when you say seven foot, you mean seven three. Seven three, but a rim protector that can shoot threes is yeah. is, is is like the rarest of, of rarest of animals in the league right now. I like that. Yeah. Uh honorable mentioned also D book. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, he's not up there in the top he's five. He's not up there in the top but five for me, man. He a big time shooter. Yeah, I like what they're doing with him. They got the guy I'm trying to play the Harden role over there. You know, a lot of distribution. He's holding the ball a lot. I like that. But um my only thing, the thing that kind of made me pick Luca over Spider Mitchell is Mitchell's really good, but he is a crazy volume shooter. Shoots like forty one percent from the field. Yeah. Um and he shoots the ball like twenty eight times a game. Like he's a yeah. chucker. At the same time, he took a team last year. That had no business being in the playoffs, into the playoffs. I feel like your top five under 25 was more like if you were building a franchise. What, yeah. Oh, is that what the question well, was? Well, no, not that was top five right now under 25, the players. I feel like you but were see, thinking like if you were going to put the squad together, yeah. that's kind of how you would go. I think the only I one I really went the, best the one. only one that I really went with that on, though, was Luka. Okay. Luka's the only big projection I got. Giannis is. I take if Giannis never got better, I'm happy. If AD never got better, I'm happy. If JoJo never got better, I'm happy. If Ben never got better, I'm happy. But I'd be like, man, I really wish that he could get. I wouldn't know if I'd be. Dude, he's averaging fucking 17, 9, and 9 right now. Can you imagine putting that on top of him being able to score a little bit? It would shoot, be, no, if he could shoot, that's it. He could score. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I mean yeah. by being able to shoot. Like, that's that was kind of like the one thing about like. You get frustrated as a fan and as a like you're so envious of this dude's talent he's, that you can't believe that he's not working on the one thing he yeah. can do because he'd be unstoppable. And he doesn't even he's attempted I think one yeah. three pointer this year. That was like the biggest thing. That's why I hate Dwight Howard so much. Yeah, that dude could have been whatever he wanted to. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. you know what though? Like I think that's the that's the thing for me. We've piled on as just in general people have piled on Dwight Howard so much that people forget that my man's was a three-time defensive player of the year, was an absolute problem on defense, took a team to the NBA finals, right? And was a good player, man. I just think personality-wise, he's and a perfect example of when people really don't like you and you just rub everybody the wrong way, it completely changes your narrative. And barely scratch the surface of his potential. Period. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I, he got hurt, though. He had the back injuries and the knee. You, you can't discount some of the things with him as far as the injuries. But I, he's, he's also a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dwight Howard's a clown. He's a clown. He, but, I mean, like let's six, not forget that when BMs. Dwight Howard was giving him 25, 25, and great D. And he'd have those nights. Yeah, he, was, he was the 2020 game. 
He had a 30-30. He was a walking 2020. <laughs> he was a walking 2020 when he wanted to. And great D. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the game, you know, time also passed him up a little bit, but all right, we're gonna close it on the show with yo, what the fuck is going on, G? Yeah. Like this whole Adam Gase thing. If you don't know who Adam Gase is, former offensive coordinator for the Bears, so that ties in perfectly. Just got signed for the Jets. Uh, pull me up. You have to have seen this if you watch sports at all. But Adam Gase comes in for his presser. Can you explain this to me? Like, have you seen this? Yeah. Like, what, what is happening here? Look at this dude's eyes. <laughs> Wait, like... <laughs> Like, what is happening, though? Like, no, but for real. Like, what is going bro, on here? That's got to be some kind of, like, medical condition or something. Nah, I mean, first, bro. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you. He's not doing that on purpose. The guy, you never see him. You never see him without a hat pulled Super all low. the way down. He purposely doesn't. Sh- and I thought it's because he had bogus hair, which he does have. He's, he's balding. He needs to let it go. Um, But, bro, I think it has to do with those eyes, man. He was doing it the entire press conference. I've this never is, seen anything like yeah, that before. Bro. I think he that's 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 why he wears that hat, dude. That's why he, he doesn't pulls- want anybody to see his eyes because his eyes look they're fucking bulging out of his socket. He's not doing that on purpose. That's what I said. That's about, not a reaction to I, what somebody's even I'm when he like, was talking. He's like, yeah. So I really want to. Uh, and also, by the way, guys like is fucking dry as toast. Yeah. Um, just yeah. The New yeah, York media is gonna dry. have a field day yeah, with him if they start crush- losing. If they start losing, yeah, yeah. Um, but. I think that's Medi- just how he maybe is. Maybe that is the matter. I always condition. wondered, and it's funny. Last week, before this, I actually typed in Adam Gase no hat because I was looking at him after they hired him. And I'm like, there's it. no picture. I couldn't find one of him with no hat, and that's why I was kind of excited to see this press conference. And lo and behold, he gives us that that gem. Yeah, but then, terrible press conference in general. Awful suit. Yeah, tie. Yeah, he's tie, a, suit suit game suit. box suit off the rack. Like, come on, man, you're making four or five million. Pull this out one more time, man, and then Pull of up course, this weak suit. You know the internet had to. Had to come and crush it. They got it. They put a top on it. So, yeah, dog. This is. I've never seen someone's eyes do that before. Unless they were super, super high off the, off the white. You, like, even, even that. That's off there. That's some dilated shit. You're yeah, off some like, other shit. craziness. I think he's got something wrong with him. Right. Watch, we're all gonna find out tomorrow he has cancer or some shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that man. is like <laughs> <Cut> the second, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah. The other thing with the uh, with the what what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't even understand this. Was this Brady clip? I apologize for the audio if it's echoing, but I'm muted on here, and we'll see how it comes out. But. You've seen this clip, right? Five total touchdowns, three of those by Sony Michelle. And this run game was just so unstoppable. What made it so successful today? It was good. I thought, you know, all the way around, line played great. Um, And I think we just did a good job keeping them off balance. So it was a good win. Um, 41-28, so glad to win. You kept them off balance, and that opened up your passing game. And your trusty game? guy, Julian Edelman, just kind of yeah. lit it up out Four. there. And what is it about that consistency that you can rely on game in and game out? Yeah, Julian had a great game, and uh, we need it. So it's that time of year. you got to play your best. We're one of 
four after tonight, and he's uh, got to get back to work tomorrow and try to try to go, uh, you know, win a big game next week. Well, you mentioned it, your eighth straight AFC Championship game, and it's a rematch against Kansas City. This time, though, in Arrowhead, what can we expect from that one? It'll be a good game. They're a good team, and uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know, you know, everyone thinks we suck, and <laughs> you know can't win any games, so we'll see. It'll be fun. I was waiting for you to mention that. Thanks a lot, and good luck. We'll see you next week. Get out of here, bro. What's going on? He's really going to try to play that card, though? Look, man. What's going on here? You won five Super Bowls. Did Brady just come out and run the underdog card? Everyone thinks we suck. No one thinks we have a chance? You got to find your motivation when you've had success that long, man. It gets still. I'm not trying to hear that. That's the new narrative. What's going on? That's what Bill's talking about in the locker room. They don't believe in us. <laughs> What's going on, bro? On the Kansas City. You know what I mean? I, I, they are. What are you talking about? You've been trashing them all year. I mean, they're going to lose, but don't try to. You've been trashing them all year. Don't, don't come out to the national media after a game and try to play the underdog card. No one hey, likes man, us. They, everyone, thinks, everyone thinks, everyone they thinks suck. we're going to lose. Everyone does think they suck. Get out of here with that. You've been bro. saying they suck all year. You're going to say they suck after they win the Super Bowl. Well, shout out Tom Brady, man. The GOAT. Ultra confidence. Ultra swag. Getting another ring this year. That's who I'm going for. Fuck what everybody else is talking about. <laughs> All right, pull this up. What's going on here, bro? Oh, man. What is happening in the United States of America? Gase comes on the presser. He looks like he's crazy. He looks like a crazy person. If I'm a Jets fan and they hire him, I'm like, this dude is out of his mind. He looks like a crazy person. Then Brady comes out and he's, he's the underdog. No one thinks they can win. He's been to the AFC Championship eight seasons in a row. Then the president of the United States invites the champs Clemson to the White House and serves them fast food, McDonald's. Is this some type of joke? What's going on? I don't know. Did you see? After he go eat, go eat. Yeah, he's a good guy. Go, go ahead, get some. He's, I don't know, bro. What's going on? I don't know here? what's going on, man. And then he's like, "Yeah, I paid for it out of my own pocket." It's like, bro, if you were paying, you probably could have came a little bit harder than the McDonald's. I don't know. I know if I get for Clemson player, and I came to the White House where I don't want to go right now. Right, I, I'm I'm good. Um, and I show up, and you're giving me McDonald's. Yo, like first off, I play football at Clemson. I got more bread than. You know, I can I can eat McDonald's on my own. Yeah, I eat right. steak and lobster. I play football at Clemson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Check the checks. Yeah, uh, that's how Dabo got me here. But at the same time, yeah, it's a fucking. I mean, bro, are we surprised by anything right now with this dude? This surprised me. This no, nah, this did not surprise me <laughs> at all. This surprised me. And bro. You know what? You know what? It didn't surprise me, and it also didn't surprise me that he thought it was a good thing. He's completely oblivious to how this looks. Look at him. He thinks that this is the greatest thing ever and that people are going to talk about how great it is that he did this. Look, I got a McDonald's. They're a bunch of kids. They love it. Kids love McDonald's. I eat McDonald's. Like, that's the thing, this, man. He's I, a I fucking was, clown. Bro, I was shocked by this. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. This is mind-boggling. I just thought me. it was. I'm not. We were, we were in the fucking. Do you ever read uh, Bill Simmons when he talks about the Tyson zone? Uh-uh. What's that? <laughs> so Tyson zone is like, for him, was for athletes. When an athlete enters a certain area. That you'll believe literally any story about them. Yeah. So like Mike Tyson. Oh. Any, anything he, that would happen, like Mike Tyson yeah, fucking he did shot that. a panda bear. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, I believe that. Donald Trump, it's the Trump zone, baby. Whatever he does, I'm not surprised. Of course he bought them Big Macs and shit. What does he think of them as? A bunch but of fucking kids. But it's sitting there on the table. It's got to be cold ice as cold. shit. 
Like, this was mind-boggling. McDonald's is cold when you get it. This the fries got like a three-minute timer before they get freezing cold. This, oh, wait. Real, real quick, actually. <laughs> and bring up one more thing for me. This... They said, this was, they said this was the black players eating yeah. their Big Macs at the White House. Right. <laughs> Struggling through. Look. Served him some Big yeah, Macs, bro. bro. Look at my man. He's Dog, sick. I couldn't even tell you the last time I had a Big Mac. Oh, my God. I can't believe. Bro, he has a hotel down the street, Dog, bro. He's got they could have catered from the hotel. They could have done so many things. So many things. This is the, does that, no one said this is a terrible idea. Like, Who are we talking? No one said this is a terrible idea. <laughs> him shutting down the government, trying to build a fucking wall. No, dude. It doesn't matter if anybody told him it was a terrible idea. This guy's nuts. He believes that this was a good thing. Look at the. Go back to the. Go back to when he's standing in front of the table, bro. Look how happy he is. Look how satisfied with himself he is. You would have thought they just approved the wall. Look how he's like. Oh, this is great. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him, bro. He's happy as a pig and shit right now. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Yeah, I mean, and that's what they say. It's perfectly Trumpian. They're 100% right. That picture is perfectly Trumpian. What's going on? It's amazing. Man? That's it for this amazing. week. No catch up, Chicago. What's going on out here, man? What's going on? It's crazy out here right now. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, YouTube, Instagram. Tell your homies. You know what time it is, man. Nick the Quick. I am your host, Sean Little. Go, Pats. Merch is coming. Merch is coming. We out of here. Chiefs is winning that thing. <laughs>